Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're diving into the E-Town archives once again and bringing you an entire show from our 1999 season featuring two of my absolute favorite musicians, and it starts right now. From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From Montreal, Quebec, and Canada, legendary songwriter and singer Jesse Winchester. And one of America's most versatile and celebrated artists, actor and musician Chris Christofferson. Right now, here's your host, Nick Forrester. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks, Ellen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town, where we get together every week, listen to some great live music, talk a little bit about the world around us. Uh, our first guest has seen quite a little bit of the world as a, uh, you know, as a helicopter pilot in the Army, as a Rhodes Scholar out of Oxford, as a janitor at Nashville Studios, as a Hall of Fame uh, songwriter, as a uh, Grammy-winning singer, political activist, as a movie star in over 30 films. He's seen a lot. He's written about what he's seen and uh, felt. Please welcome to E-Town, along with his friend Stephen Bruton, Mr. Chris Christopherson. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, heading for the train, feeling nearly faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained, took us all the way to New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was blowing sad while Bobby sang the blues. With them windshield wipers slapping time and Bobby clapping hands, we finally sang up every song that driver knew. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing ain't worth nothing but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me Good enough for me and Bobby McGee From the coal mines of Kentucky to the California sun Bobby shared the secrets of my soul Standing right beside me, Lord, through everything I'd done Every night she kept me from the cold Then somewhere near Salinas, Lord, I let her slip away Looking for the home I hope she'll find And I'd trade all my tomorrows for a single yesterday Holding Bobby's body next to mine 
freedom's just another word for nothing left to do. Nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Buddy, that was good enough for me. Good enough for me and Bobby McGee. Sunday morning with no way to hold my head did it hurt and the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad so I had one more for dessert then I fumbled through my closet for my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt my face and comb my hair stumble down the stairs to meet the day I'd smoked my brain the night before on cigarettes and songs that I'd been picking but I lit my first and watched a small kid cussing at a can that he was kicking Across the empty street Caught the Sunday smell Of someone frying chicken And it took me back to something That I'd lost somehow Somewhere along the way On the Sunday morning sidewalk Wishing the Lord that I was strong Cause there's something in a Sunday Makes the body belong There ain't nothing short of dying Half as lonesome as the sound Sleeping city sidewalk Sunday morning coming down In the park I saw daddy With a laughing little girl Who he was swinging And I stopped beside a Sunday school Listen to the song that they were singing 
and I headed back for home And somewhere far away a lonesome bell was ringing And it echoed through the canyon Like the disappearing dreams of yesterday On the Sunday morning sidewalk Wishing the Lord that I was stoned Cause there's something in a Sunday Makes a body feel alone There ain't nothing short of dying Half as lonesome as the sound Sleeping city sidewalk Sunday morning coming down Take the ribbon from your head Shake it loose, let it fall Laying soft against my skin Like the shadows on the wall Come and lay down by my side Till the early morning light All I'm taking is your time Help me make it through the night I don't care what's right or wrong I don't try to understand let the devil take tomorrow Lord, tonight I need a friend Yesterday is dead and gone And tomorrow's out of sight And it's bad to be alone Help me make it through the night Yes, I do. I don't try to understand. 
Let the devil take tomorrow Lord, tonight I need a friend Yesterday is dead and gone And tomorrow's out of sight And it's bad to be alone Help me make it through the night. <laughs> Thank you. That's Chris Christopherson along with Stephen Burton. He's going to be back a little later on in the show to play some more music. His latest CD out on Atlantic Records. It's called The Austin Sessions. Mr. Chris Christopherson will be back later on in the show. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to an archive show from our 1999 season featuring two amazing artists, Chris Christopherson and Jesse Winchester. We'll be back after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. That was Chris Christofferson playing those songs that everybody knows. How does that happen? Everybody knows those songs. Um, we're also going to hear in a little while from Memphis native Montreal resident, Mr. Jesse Winchester, another amazing songwriter and great singer. He's going to be up before too long. Before we, um, before we get back to music, though, I want to tell you about uh, the Achievement Award. It's something we do every week. It's really basically a chance for us to honor unsung heroes around the country, different people who make the effort, take the time to make their hometowns a little better, a little safer, a little stronger in some way. We hear about these folks from you, and we track them down. And we're going to find out about this week's winner right now. Here comes Helen Forster to tell us more. Thanks, Nick. This week's winner was nominated by Lavinia Adler of Binghamton, New York. Lavinia listens to E-Town on station WSKG, and she's nominating a fella in her own hometown named Elliot Fix. Elliot started a grassroots movement in his own restaurant. It's a program that's called Stone Soup, and it's an innovative way of using food that would otherwise get thrown out there in the restaurant kitchen to feed the poor and the hungry of his community. Now, Nick, we've um, managed to reach our winner by phone at his home in Binghamton, and he's going to tell us more about the uh, project, where the name came from, and how he's helping people in need. So right now, please join me in welcoming this week's winner over there in New York State, Elliot Fix. 
How are you, Elliot? I'm hanging on in there. How about yourself? I'm doing fine, thanks. Now, let me ask you about this program. The, uh, the stone soup concept I'm familiar with from the old uh, legend about sort of making food from uh, essentially where, the, where there was none, but there really was. Exactly. So how did you get started in this project? Well, um, I run a little natural foods restaurant in uh, Binghamton, New York, called The Hole in the Wall, which I have for the past 19 years. And um, I originally had had dreams that uh, from our profits, we would set up a seed fund to start various different you know, community service and alternative institutions. Um, while those profits never quite materialized, I still wanted to do something. And one day, the obvious kind of hit me in the head. And that was, you know, every time we cut up a carrot or a tomato or a zucchini or anything, there's a little bit of food right on the end that's not, you know, in a nice pretty slice, but is perfectly good food. And it was just going in the garbage. And I thought, this is crazy. So I got my staff to, you know, cut off the usable bits of food, save them in quart containers. We freeze them. And when we get enough, we make a big pot of soup and we uh, donate it to soup kitchens in the area. And, uh, so how do, you, uh, how do you actually get the word out about the fact that you're making the soup and get it to people who need it? Um, well, the Salvation Army um, usually comes and they distribute it to various different soup kitchens. We also um, have a website uh, where we have just instructions you know, for how to make the soup. For, uh, what we'd really like to do is get you know, other restaurants all over the country making stone soup. Mm -hmm. Have you had any luck in your hometown of Binghamton to get other restaurants to come? Yeah, of? we've had several other restaurants here doing it. And it's a, it's a little bit different concept. A lot of you know, restaurants do donate food to different you know, food kitchens, but it's mostly leftovers. But what's different about this is that in addition to whatever leftovers you have, this is every day, every restaurant in America throws this mint-quality food in the garbage because it seems like nothing. It seems like just this tiny little bit on the end of a carrot. But it's amazing how it adds up. Yeah. And uh, any idea about the uh, number of meals you've been able to serve as a result of this little program you started? Yeah, we've been doing it for about four years now, and we figured that we fed almost 17,000 people. But, you know, you know, it sounds good, but it's really not enough. And... That's why my goal is to have restaurants all over the country doing it. And there's no reason why they can't. It just takes a little bit extra work, and it really pretty much makes itself. It just takes a little bit of a commitment. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you have a website? Yes, we do. So is that a place where other restaurateurs around the country can check out your methods and your uh, recipes? Exactly. We have in exact instructions for you know, how to make it um, and who to call in your area, who can come and pick it up, because you know, restaurateurs are very busy, so they're thinking, well, okay, I can make it, but you know, now I'm going to have to schlep it someplace. I don't have time. There's people that can come pick it up and distribute it to you know, people who are in need. That sounds great, as long as, yeah. Elliot, thanks so much for being here. And listen, congratulations on the success you've had, and I think it's a great idea. We're going to spread the word. Obviously, people can check out your website if they want more information about what you're doing exactly. That would be excellent. Yeah, and congratulations. Is there anything else that you're sort of striving to uh, accomplish? Is there any other place you see this program going? Well, I mean, there's no bounds to it. I mean, it could be happening all over the world. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking small. I'm just thinking the country for now. All right. Well, After that, the universe. But, you know, we've got to take it one step at a time. All right. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks a lot for being with us. Oh, thank you, and thank you for having me on my sh your show. That's Elliot Fix. We're going to send him a framed...
the Achievement Award Certificate in recognition of all his work. Thanks to Lavinia Adler of Binghamton, New York, who nominated our winner this week. Now, for those of you out there in Radio Land, if you'd like more information about this project, or if you have an idea of someone you think deserves some recognition, send us their story. We'll put them on the air. Get a hold of us here in E-Town on the web at info at etown.org, or write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Elliot Fix and the Stone Soup Project over in Binghamton. So there are lots of amazing stories out there, folks. I know you can uh, uh, bump into them every now and then. I hope you let us know if you hear about somebody who's really doing something to make their community a little better. Send us a, a nomination. We'll try to see if we can give them some recognition. I mentioned that Chris Christopherson's going to be back in just a little while. Jesse Winchester is here with us right now. Um, his first record, when it came out, I think, in 1970, was uh, full of surprises, great songs, beautiful singing voice, and we didn't get to see him play those songs for quite a while because he had moved to Canada as a conscientious objector during the Vietnam War. After he and uh, his compatriots were uh, pardoned by President Carter, he came back and toured just a little bit, but all along I think the bulk of his notoriety and activity came from his songs. He's got just a ton of great songs, been recorded by people like Amy Lou Harris, Reba McIntyre, Jimmy Buffett, Joan Baez, Bonnie Raitt, Wilson Pickett, Nicolette Larson, Elvis Costello, John Denver, and the Weather Girls, to name just a few. <laughs> but uh, it's a rare treat to have him here this week. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Sugar Hill recording artist, Jesse Winchester. If I know you well And I think I do Well, alone about now You be wondering how You be getting through Are you really so strong As you say you are Why you never can tell Hey, I wish you well Kid, you're going far But if ever you're caught In the corner if ever your pride should lead to a fall Bring it to me I have got no pride at all I don't hold a hurt Like some people do I say, what the hey, people get that way, 
If you change your mind Just like I think you might But if ever you're caught In the corner If ever your pride Should leap to a fall Bring it to me I have got no pride at all Thank you very much Thank you very much Now I'm going to invite the, the fabulous E-tones out here to accompany me a real treat along with Helen Forster and I don't need to tell you what a treat that is I told Helen what uh, something Jerry Douglas said the other day about Emmylou Harris but it applies just as much to Helen says she sure does dilute the ugly real good <laughs> We got ugly to go around up here on the stage, so. Never what you wanted 
And it happens every time But if you're the trusting kind This don't even cross your mind And oh, it's a funny thing But that's what makes you strong That's what makes you strong That's what gives you power That's what lets the meek come sit beside the king That's what lets us smile in our final hour That's what moves our souls and that's what makes us sing That's what makes you strong That's what gives you power That's what lets the meek come and sit beside the king That's what lets us smile in our final hour That's what moves our souls and that's what makes us sing That's what moves our souls and that's what makes us sing See what happens when you wait so long? I thought about that. Everybody loves you. Give them a good long nine year rest and then come back. <laughs> somebody said the other night, I have spies in the audience. He said, he overheard somebody say, well, he's aged, but, uh, <laughs> but now the songs make sense. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. You were wise, wise before your years. Um, your new record sounds a little bit like you moved back to Memphis for a while. Is that sort of what it seems like to you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, musically, I never really left, I don't think. But it was recorded in Nashville. But I had uh, Steve Cropper played on a couple of cuts. That may have added to the flavor, the Memphis flavor. Yeah, the Memphis sound. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, Charlie Musselwhite was here not too long ago, he talked about growing up in Memphis and the sounds that he was apt to bump into. Are there any that kind of stand out for you, you know, as you think back about growing up in Memphis? Well, I spent a long time um, uh, really just listening to every note that Bobby Bland ever sang and, <laughs> and his band, the Joe Scott band. And, uh, oh, I... I loved all the great blues people and uh, the country people. I loved uh, uh, Lefty Frizzell, the way he sang. Yeah. Did you listen to the radio much when you were coming out? Every night, every yeah. night. We had a disc jockey on there. You may have heard of him because he was uh, involved in Elvis's uh, early career named Dewey Phillips. His show was Red Hot and Blue. If you, you advertise uh, beer, he said, uh, if you can't drink it, you can freeze it and eat it. He was the best disc jockey I've ever heard. <laughs> it was great. And you, uh, you carried all that stuff up to Canada with you. Right. And yes. then what happened? Have you been changed by Canadian music or French Canadian music in any way? I don't know if I've been affected by it 
musically speaking, but the uh, performance aspect of it. I love the French tradition of uh, the chansonnier, you know, the Edith Piaf and, right. and Charles Aznavour, people like that, yeah. uh, Jacques Brel, yeah. and we have our own Quebec people too. That, yeah. So you, uh, you're romantic through and through? Pretty much, yeah. although there have been complaints. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, how about working with Jerry Douglas? How was that as a record producer? I, just the best producer I've ever worked with, uh, by far, um, for all kinds of reasons. Uh, I just admire him so much as a musician, but he's also a leader kind of a person. That's really what you need: somebody who can decide right or wrong. Let's go this way, everybody, and yeah. and everybody uh, goes. Well, I think it's a great record, and more than anything else, I'm just glad you've got a nice excuse to. Uh, come back around these parts. Well, thank it's, a, you. it's a pleasure to have you in our midst again. Been a long, long time. Thank you. Yeah, you got some more music picked out for us? Yes, I do, and uh, you need to pick up your guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Just Like New. Just like new. 
Jesse Winchester. Up in Quebec, Canada, his latest record out on Sugar Hill is called Gentlemen of Leisure. Mr. Jesse Winchester. We'll be back with more from Chris Christopherson and Jesse Winchester after a break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WYSO in Dayton and Yellow Springs, Ohio, on KVMR in Nevada City, California, and on WNCW in Asheville, Spindale, North Carolina. As always, if you want some more information about anything we're up to here at E-Town, you can find out lots of stuff at etown.org. Now we're going to go back to the stage at the Boulder Theater for my conversation with the legendary Chris Christofferson. Chris Christopherson is back with us. And before we get back to music, I just want to visit with you for a little bit. I know this is... Uh... Is this okay? Is this mic working or not? You can't hear me or you can't? Well, maybe I should just get closer. I have a feeling you've used that line before. <laughs> Cruel, but fair. <laughs> so Jesse was talking a little bit about growing up in Memphis, and you were a rambler. You were a, you were kind of an army brat growing up in different places and, and uh, traveled from Texas to California and all kinds of places in between. Yeah. Do you remember any, uh, any time when you heard on the radio or heard a song or a piece of music that changed you in some way? The first time I ever heard uh, Hank Williams, I think I was in high school then, and he was on the Grand Ole Opry. He had like five encores singing Lovesick Blues. I'd never heard of him. Yeah. And it, it changed my life <laughs> for the better. But were you drawn to the music or were you drawn more to the lyrics? Because you're, you're more of a, a writer. I, I uh, was drawn to both. With Hank Williams, there was so much emotion packed into the words. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the difference maybe between songwriting and poetry is that you also have that, the emotion of the music to help out. And then in the midst of this pretty academic career, you know, studying William Blake at Oxford and mm -hmm. all that stuff, you decided to drop out to ROTC and fly Army helicopters. And well, I was already committed to the, I was already in the Army yeah. when I went to Oxford. And I, they just deferred my time. Yeah. And so I had three years at least to do, and I did more than that. What's uh, what, it like flying a helicopter? I mean, I just imagine that being one of the sort of wildest, freest things you could do. Well, it's hard to start out with, but after a while it's like riding a bike, you know. It's, uh, 
uh, you have to do about three things at once. And people who know me intimately <laughs> can't believe that I could do one of them at once. <laughs> But actually, <laughs> I, I was a, I considered myself a pretty hot pilot at the time, and I, I, I scared my share of passengers, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and you actually requested a tour of duty in Vietnam, unlike uh, another famous uh, Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> yeah. I also inhaled, so. <laughs> Well, well, let me, let me uh, fast forward just a little bit. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so, um, so later on, you know, in the 60s, you're kind of deep in this counterculture thing. After you've chosen to become a songwriter, you're hanging around in Nashville. You had the famous story as uh, working as a janitor in the recording studio for Columbia in Nashville. And, uh, it took me about five years to make any uh, noise as a songwriter. Once that it happened, it was, I think I had four songs all of a sudden that were popular, and I never had to work again since, <laughs> since, <laughs> since, or I never stopped working one way or the other. But, but, it, but it's, uh, it's like I've been playing my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, an old general uh, told me when I told him I was getting out of the Army, he knew that I didn't like the army. And he said, uh, find something you love and follow your heart. And uh, a general told very, that. very strange thing to come from a general, you know? <laughs> and and uh, it was the best, you know, it was a wonderful piece of advice and I'd pass it on to anyone else. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, it's worked. What's curious for me is that, uh, or what I'd like to know about is when you, uh, having had that experience and you weren't happy in the army, did you relate completely with uh, people who were burning their draft cards? And No. No, I, I wasn't part of the anti-war movement at all because yeah. I had so many friends who were in Vietnam, and my whole experience up to that point had been uh, as the son of a military man. Both my grandfathers were officers. And uh, my experience, though, with uh, talking to my friends who came back from Vietnam and uh, other people... Uh, who were flying, and I was flying in the Gulf of Mexico for a couple of years on the offshore oil rigs, and a lot of Vietnam pilots were coming back through there. And I come to uh, just realize uh, how wrong the war was. And uh, it was at the same time a lot of other sort of climactic things were happening, like the assassinations of the Kennedys and the King and Malcolm X. And... It was a very critical time in my life. Yeah. Well, Changed you, things. You've kept up some of that, uh, you know, celebrity activist stuff. You know, once you get people's attention, you've chosen to use it, you know, to, to spread the word about some things that you're passionate about that might not get the attention they would otherwise. Uh, I know the last time you were on this stage, you were making a, uh, a film around a body of work that had to do with the Contras in Nicaragua. Yes, and absolutely nobody heard it, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I put... Did you? I put out an album called Third World Warrior that was all about uh, songs about Nicaragua and El Salvador and some of those things, and, and it got me dropped right off of Polygram. 
<laughs> I was unmarketable. Well, <laughs> some things don't change. Yeah. In case you just joined us, you're listening to E-Town speaking with Chris Christofferson. Are you working on changing anything now? Is there anything that just really kind of gets your attention these days? Well, I'm still trying to get Leonard Peltier out of prison and Mimi Abu-Jamal off of death row. And uh, I'm a little concerned about the reports that are coming out of Colombia, the way they're talking so much about demonizing the people who are fighting for the people, again, just as they did with the Sandinistas. And uh, uh, the last time I was on the road when anything controversial was going on, as I think was during the Gulf War, and I may have been the only guy that I know, other than maybe Bruce Coburn, <laughs> that was against that war. Yeah. Then and. It, I got picketed at a lot of places, and I continue to be picketed at places where I play. So, uh, well, you got your temporary residency status in E-Town. It's, it's okay. You can hang around. Listen, here. if I could work with the E-Town band all the time, I'd be here permanent. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. You know, you're pretty busy. You're a busy guy. You've been doing a lot of movies lately. Yeah. Well, and this I, record came to be just kind of all of a sudden and in between the cracks. Yeah. But you said something about how this record that you've just done is, is like your ID card into the hereafter, your artistic ID card. That's what you're going to use as a record of your creativity, which is I powerful. I think this one and the, and the last one that Don was did for yeah. me a couple yeah. of years ago. I, I don't know if I, I hope I do something else between now and the time I die, so I don't have to depend yes, so on my far. records. That was just a, that was a running tally so yeah. far. This, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure enjoying hanging out with you and playing these songs, and it's great to hear you. Well, it's been yeah. great playing with you yeah. and your yeah. band. Well, let's get back to some more music. Welcome back to E-Town, Mr. Chris Christopher. Thank you. This one they could do while they're throwing dirt on me. Don't look so sad. I know it's over But life goes on This whole world Will keep on turning Let's just be glad We had some time To spend together There's no need to watch the bridges that we're burning. Lay your head on my pillow. 
Hold your warm and tender body Close to mine Hear the whisper of the raindrops Blowing soft against the window Make believe you love me one more time for the good time. I'll get along. You'll find another. And I'll be here if you should find you ever need me. Don't say a word about tomorrow or forever. There'll be time. For sadness when you leave me, lay your head on my pillow, hold your warm and tender body. Close to mine. Hear the whisper of the raindrops blowing soft against the window. Make believe you love me. The good time. Thank you. Chris Christopherson, Atlantic recording artist. Thank you, folks. Chris Christopherson along with Stephen Berg. We're gonna get Jesse Winchester out here. Do one more song. It uh, seems only right that with two such fine songwriters on the same show, we should choose someone else's tune to do. I think you're gonna like this one. I wanna thank everybody for being part of the show this week. Of course, from in the, Mon the Montreal area up in Quebec, Mr. Jesse Winchester, just a wonderful singer and songwriter. Our award winner this week, Mr. Elliot Fix from Binghamton, New York, and his great program, the Stone Soup Program. I want to thank, of course, Chris Christopherson, Stephen Bruton, E-Tones. Hope you like what we came with. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. When the night has come Thank you.
This is a production of E-Town. Wow. Chris Christofferson and Jesse Winchester. I remember that show like it was yesterday. It was an amazing combination. Two amazing songwriters, two just strong personalities. Of course, Jesse Winchester is no longer with us, but it's one of the beautiful things we get to do as we dive into the archives and revisit some of these moments that were so special throughout our 30-year history on the E-Town stage. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.